Hello again, friends and fellow truth seekers. Mike Nicholas here with another episode of the Soul Unleashed podcast, where my goal is to help you break out of old paradigms, ask the right questions in your search for a deeper meaning for your life, and help you shift from a spiritual skeptic to a free thinker. Let's dive in with today's adventure. Hello, friends. So what do you think? Is it really possible to communicate with the dead? Is it really possible to talk to our deceased loved ones? You know, there's even a question about whether or not there's anything beyond this life. Of course, my faith informs me that there is a life after death and that our soul, our consciousness, continues to exist. But whether or not we can talk to those deceased loved ones is certainly a topic of discussion and contention. I've been informed by any number of people that the Bible clearly says we're not supposed to talk to mediums or we're not supposed to talk with those who consort with familiar spirits, I think is the term the Bible uses. In any case, what I want to do with this podcast is talk about a recent experience that I had with a medium. Her name is Priscilla Kersey, and I think Priscilla is awesome. She wrote a book called It'll All Make Sense When You're Dead, which cracked me up and talks about her experience as a medium and what she goes through. But the point of this podcast is I want to use two clips from a session I had with Priscilla and how it relates to my wife being in the hospital, because I believe as I've been gone through this whole soul unleashed process and awakening process is that it is possible to communicate with our, with our deceased loved ones. So there's two clips. The first clip has to do with something and you'll hear it here in just a minute, but it starts with Priscilla initially starting the session and announcing what the date is. So this session took place on September 23rd, I believe, and today is November 14th. And back in September, when this was going on, my wife was in really bad shape. She was in the hospital. She had been in a coma for a couple weeks. She was in a position where at that time she was uncommunicative. She couldn't uh, hear. She was deaf for some reason, which we didn't understand. She couldn't move. She couldn't speak. She was on a ventilator. She had a tracheostomy and feeding tube, and it was and basically immobile in in a bed. Now, when I first connected with Priscilla, I told her that my wife was in the hospital, so she did know that, but that's all she knew. I talked to her about a little over a year before this last session, and at that time, the whole focus at that point was on our son, who had passed uh, in March of 2020, and that whole session was met, our son coming through and, and going through that, but this session, all she knew was that my wife was in the hospital. And she also I also told her that she had been in a coma, and that's it. What you're about to hear, however, she's going to talk about the person that comes through to her is my father-in-law. Now, to me, that really surprised me because he has never come through. I've seen about six or seven mediums now since our son passed away, and I got into this and my whole soul awakening thing. My father-in-law had never come through. I had formed in my mind, and I discussed this in a previous podcast, a number of spiritual teams that I use to help me address things through life, you know, work, business, pleasure, speaking, uh, sports, whatever. But I have a team that I call Team Love, and Team Love is my son, specifically my father-in-law and mother-in-law and my, my parents and my grandmother, whom I love to death, my maternal grandmother. That's my team love. I also drafted uh, two two minor league players for team love. My 
wife's brothers. She has two brothers, Jim and John, who are both in spirit. And Team Love's mission here over the past couple months has been to protect and be with my wife while she's in the hospital. And more specifically, it's been just my father-in-law and my son who, and my two brothers-in-law who have been the ones who are kind of in charge of that. And so when I meditate during my meditation sessions, that's another whole series of podcasts, but when I go through the meditation sessions, I ask for their help and protection, let her know she's not by herself, and also to provide guidance and inspiration to her care team that takes care of her. So that's where I was on September 23rd. Team Love was somebody that I connected to every night just meditating, and my wife was in the hospital. So just a second here, you'll hear Priscilla. I'll start the recording of her. Uh, There'll be a little ringtone here so you know that you're in the recording. I'll start the recording session, and you'll hear her start my session with her as a a medium. And uh, then she'll go into the the business with my father-in-law and what she says about him. So here we go. Okay, this is the 23rd of September, 2022. This is reading with Mike. Just say your name for me, please. Mike. Okay, good. That helps me to focus on you. So I have a man in the spirit world coming through first. And he's in the position of father or father-in-law is my sense about this. I, um, um, cause I, I, I don't feel like it's father actually. So it, because, because he's a little bit off to the side, I feel like I want to maybe uncle or father-in-law, stepfather, you know, just someone in a fatherly role, one generation above, who's a little bit off, uh, to the side. So not your dad. I think I need to come. Is your father-in-law in spirit? Yes. Okay. I think this is the gentleman who's coming through. Um, and, um, I feel that he's been in the spirit world for, for a while. Um, and, um, does it make sense that this man did not live in the same state where you guys lived? Correct. Okay. So this is the gentleman who's coming through and, um, he's, um, He's a friendly guy, but he gives me also the feeling of being um, a little stoic. So I, what I want to say about him is I feel like he has different levels of warmth depending upon who he is talking to. So those who know him might feel, you know, that they know him better than sometimes he might um, seem to be to others. Um, so he's uh, very much, he's standing with his arms crossed and his legs spread in a position of, it feels almost like defiance, I want to say. So I don't think he's talking about his own character. I feel like he is stand in a way he seems to be almost standing guard. So I want to say with this position, my sense is that he is very vigilant about his daughter, your wife. And um, I mean, I just feel like he's standing there in a position of real guardianship. I'm asking him in a way like, are you guarding the way for her to go to you? And he's giving me a, a very strong no. Um, he's just standing there so that she can uh, heal without um, without any sort of interference or, you know, not that the spirit people interfere, but so that n- nothing is going to get in the way of her healing. So he's, he's telling me that this is, he's almost like, I've got this, I've got this. Um, now, um, as you know, I'm not legally or ethically allowed to make medical <laughs> advice, but he, from his perspective, he is giving me the sense like, I've got this, 
at my end, you've got this at your end. He has, places a lot of trust in you. He's grateful to you for your protective nature of her. Okay, what you heard there was Priscilla telling me that my father-in-law was standing guard with my wife. And that absolutely, when she said that, floored me. Because, as I mentioned already, he had never come through before, and let alone came through and made it so clear that he was doing exactly what I had requested that he do as part of my meditation process and him being part of Team Love. I had never, never mentioned that to Priscilla. Nobody knows about that. Well, now the world does, I guess. But nobody nobody knew about that uh, that particular plan that I have with, with Team Love. So I was absolutely shocked when she brought that up. Now, what's about to happen in the second clip you're going to hear is, to my mind, even more surprising. My wife was, as I mentioned, in bad shape, and I had this session with Priscilla, and you're about to hear her talk about uh, my wife's recovery. Uh, At the time, though, it was a very bad time, and we didn't think she was going to recover, frankly. So I'm going to play this clip for you. This is later on in the session. Um, My father-in-law comes back. I should mention, by the way, you you probably heard Priscilla uh, go through some kind of discussion about how she sees the position of the spirit that's talking to her. And this is common with not only her, but other mediums I've talked to mediums that see things. And Priscilla is uh, her gift is clairaudience, meaning uh, clairvoyance where, where she, she sees things. She doesn't hear things. That would be clairaudience. She sees things. And those that, that gift basically she has to kind of put together or piece together almost like um, uh, a pantomime type of game, uh, what what the spirit's trying to communicate to her. So that's why we went back and forth a little bit about who exactly was was uh, my father-in-law. In this section, though, you'll hear her. He'll come back, and he's going to explain some other things to her. And then after this clip, I'll go through and explain to you why that, what that was significant. Your father-in-law is giving me the strong sensation that nobody's going anywhere yet. Um, and she'll be making her way back. Um, he also is in a kind of a, with a little bit of a side kind of a smile, he's saying, you know, prepare for some drama with this as well. And he means like, uh, I feel like he means like dramatic um, re-entry is the sense that he's giving me. So I, I, I think I know from my own um, you know, whatever I might happen to know, pick up here and there that sometimes recovery from uh, a head injury and coma is, you know, very gradual, like starting to wake up and this kind of thing. But you, the way your father-in-law is shaking his head, he's like, you know, this, she's going to come back with a bang. So um, I feel like this is going to be, and, and I'm asking him um, if he can give me a sense of time. And he's saying, oh, you'll be in that with the holidays together. So I know that there isn't much longer that she will be um, uh, uncommunicative like this. And he's telling me the rest of her health, the rest of her body is in good shape. And um, she's being well cared for in the physical world where she is. And so her, uh, the rest, uh, you know, what he can do from his side is in good shape as well. Okay. So what you heard there was basically my father-in-law telling me that her recovery was going to include a little bit of drama. And that drama was going to be that she recovered quickly and surprisingly. And sure enough, that is exactly what happened. I mentioned to you that this, the date of this particular event 
the session was on the 23rd of September. And when I first heard Priscilla say this, and my father-in-law communicate this, I thought, you know, I, I don't really think that's going to happen. Everybody can't be, you can't be right all the time. And then within a few weeks, we had a family meeting. Things continued to deteriorate. And at that point, we started to discuss hospice and palliative care options. And the doctors were telling us that it was probably time to consider going into what they called uh, terminal weaning. And she would uh, be taken off the ventilator. And I was struggling so badly with that. I, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I couldn't do anything. And I kept trying to imagine how the heck was I going to sit there and hold her hand while they disconnected the ventilator. Uh, I had already been through that exact same process two years earlier with our son. And I, I was just, I didn't know how I was going to do it with my wife. So after we had the meeting, we decided we we're going to, to do the, the palliative care and the terminal weaning thing. Uh, there was about a week interval because the doctor who was going to do all this was going on vacation. So he left, and that week I was really suffering and going through the, the how am I going to do this thing. And then one night I meditated and prayed, basically, and I just said, put it all in God's hand. Uh, I'm not going to be able to figure this out. Let let him, let him figure it out. And I got some some sense of calmness about all that. I went into the hospital the next day, and my wife was looking at me, and I talk to her. even I always talk to her even though I knew she couldn't hear me. I was using at the time a tablet to type messages out to her and then I'd say, hello, how you, how you, how you feeling? And I love you and all that, those things. But I typed it out. But I said hello to her. I said something to her when I walked in. I forget what it was. But she nodded when I said it. And it was the correct response to what I had said. And I was shocked. And I, I said, can you hear me? And she nodded again. And so I quickly discovered that she was able to hear normally. And the next day I came back and she was on what's called the trach collar. They disconnect the ventilator for a couple hours and they were blowing air across her trach tube. And that's a weaning process to, to, to get her off the ventilator. And I was a little bit confused because that was kind of what was supposed to happen as part of the whole terminal weaning thing. But the respiratory team, and they're all a bunch of dedicated, wonderful professionals there, the respiratory team was still doing their thing. They were still doing what they, they knew was best for the patient, my wife, to, to get her off of the the, uh, the ventilator. And they were proud of what they did. I talked to them many number of times. So they were still doing their thing. Came back in the next day, and, and she had been off it for hours. And the bottom line is that within two or three days, she was no longer on the ventilator. And the, the hospital, one of the hospital social workers that had been in the meeting where we discussed the terminal stuff, she came to the room, and, and she asked to speak to me in the hallway. And she said, Mr. Nicholas, you know, the whole terminal weaning thing is disconnecting your wife from the ventilator. And she's, she's on that now she's off the ventilator now. And so, you know, we should probably look at other options and I'm, I'm was certainly heck yes. And then a few days later, the doctor called me, he was back on vacation. He said, Hey, I'm really surprised. I can't believe your wife. She's doing so well. Not only is she off the ventilator, but I've completely removed the ventilator from her room. So all that is, was amazing recovery, amazing success. And eventually I thought back to this particular session with Priscilla. And this is the reason I wanted to get back and put this on the podcast is because, you know, she was right about the whole team love and being on guard thing. And then it turns out she was right about, about this, about my wife's recovery. And I just want to share with you that, you know, if I was talking to the me of three years ago, I would have not believed any of this stuff. And I would have thought, 
uh, you know, that mediums, of course, were a fraud or a fake or, or worse. And so I'm talking now to myself three years ago or four years ago, you know, consider other things, consider other options. And if you're thinking about this, you know, do, do your own research and, and find somebody that you think is reputable. Um, I wish I could say that I, there's some kind of service out there that you can go and say, you know, this is the best medium in the world or something. But I have found that, that there are certainly ones I've found through uh, being recommended to them that have been wonderful, wonderful people. And uh, every time I've seen a medium, I haven't had a bad experience in the six or seven times I've done it. So, yes, I do believe it's possible. Just wrap this up. I do believe it's possible to communicate with your loved ones. Obviously, I, I believe that they exist in spirit afterwards. And there's a whole bunch more cool stuff, I believe, but this isn't the time for that. So that's what I want to share with in this podcast. And I do hope to have Priscilla as a guest on this podcast in the near future. She's agreed to be a guest. I'm very happy about that. I have a number of cool questions I want to ask her because she has a very unique and I guess perspective from the spirit world about a lot of things that we talk about in terms of heaven and hell and and punishment and what happens when you die. And apparently, you know, spirits are happy to, uh, to share some of that with her. I think that's awesome. Thank you again for joining me, and I look forward to sharing with you in the next podcast. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps up things for today. Can you do me a favor? Can you hit the subscribe button wherever you download this podcast? That way you'll never miss an episode. And even more importantly, can you leave a review? On most phones, you just need to scroll down below the episodes, and you'll see the review options there. Both things will help other seekers, such as yourself, find this podcast more easily. And that's what I'm looking for. More awesome people like you. And thank you until next time. Bye-bye.